0: Thank you for tuning in. My prayer is that this message is going to be an encouragement to you personally and will cause great growth in your life. It's time to live and it's time to take this next step forward. God bless you as you listen. I'd love it if you'd go ahead and get your Bibles, your Bible apps, and get ready to open them up to Matthew chapter 7 verse 7, Matthew 7, 7, and then hold your place right there. Uh, because I'm going to refer to that as my, kind of my core text in today's message. So, See, some of you, you have been asking God. You've been requesting clarity from God. You want wisdom or, or revelation regarding a reality that you're facing, something you're struggling with or dealing with. And my prayer is that today, from God's word, you're going to get revelation. Revelation means, means that, that what was once hidden is now exposed. You'll be able to see the insights that, that God will give you. Uh, my prayer for today is that your breakthrough will be launched, it will begin. Now the way for that to happen is for your, your hearts uh, to just to be open and receptive to what I'm going to be sharing with you today because revelation is coming your way if you'll allow the seed of the word of God to go into your heart. Now the the, the way that's described in the scriptures is the word of God is like a seed and so it, the, the the soil of our heart, which is our mind and our emotions and our will, When when we allow that to kind of be the soil to be tilled up, that seed goes in and we water it and it produces fruit and that's what actually changes lives. You see, some of you you're in a situation right now where you're stuck and you don't really know what to do. Uh, Maybe it's a recurring temptation or a sin uh, sin pattern. It could be a habit. Maybe it's just this attitude you can't shake. Uh, possibly it's a relationship. Maybe it's a financial challenge, uh, um, an addiction, possibly a, a, just a, a j- job situation, a work situation. But what I'm going to challenge you today is to use the truths that I share with you to begin to get unstuck. Because you don't have to remain stuck. You're designed by God not just to survive but to thrive. And God has already given you and I the tools to get unstuck. He has he's given us these tools. I'm going to share some of these with you today. But listen, if you don't use the tools that I'm talking with you about today, those tools remain in the toolbox. And so my question is, you know, does the tool even really exist? It's kind of like if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's there to hear it, did it make any noise? It's like, you know, if, if you have a tool and you never use it, does the tool even really exist? Who knows? A little thing for you to think about there. But this is some, this, this is some stuff from God's Word that I believe can be life-changing. It's very simple, but it's powerful today. I want to begin by uh, saying that the principles that are in the book of Proverbs are some primary principles that will help you to thrive. And if you've not yet joined me in uh, the Proverbs Bible reading plan for the month of June, I I encourage you to start today. That is on the City Life app, and you can can find that on there. But if you wanna get unstuck, and if you really wanna thrive, and of course, who doesn't want that, then jump into this. But you see, there is this huge problem that our culture of today is facing, that has never been faced in the history of this world, but is facing us today and has, has come up on the scene over the past few years, and it has altered so much of the way that we do life. And it's something we all have to deal with, and it is something we all deal with. But the thing is, our lives are on data overload. It's true. It's never happened before in the history of the universe. There's so much data out there right now, we don't quite know who to believe or even what to believe. Come on, you see it in politics, you see it uh, in, in, in the media, you see it just, just with, just with any, type of, any type of stuff that's going on on, on where, wherever you're receiving your information from. It's conflicting and it's different and it's, it's attacking one another and you, can't, you don't really know, who do I believe, who do I not believe, what do I believe, what do I not believe? And therefore, that challenge, that gives us a big challenge today. There's a very negative result of that, but the tools to get through that are actually in the word of God. See, here's the deal. If you don't know who or what to believe anymore, what ends up happening is we become susceptible to this big lie about ourselves. It's a lie from hell. See, when you're, because it causes you that when you're stuck and you can't get unstuck and you can't find the solutions out there, we begin to look back at ourselves and say, well then, I've got huge problems. I'm a loser, I'm just gonna stay stuck forever. I'm a failure. I'll never be able to change. And I'm telling you guys, as a pastor, I'm hearing this more and more and more all the time, and I think this is one of the major reasons why. Now, I, I want you to succeed. I want you to succeed in school, at home, in the workplace, and you know, everywhere. I, bottom line is, I want you to succeed in life. That's, that's the heart of a pastor, and I have that for you. And there's this amazing resource, though, that's often overlooked And it's the scriptures, it's the word of God. I want you to listen to this. The scriptures are God-breathed. Did you know that? You can believe God, okay? The scriptures are written by our spiritual fathers. You can believe what these men wrote. The scriptures have withstood the test of time, and you can believe these writings, so the title of my message today is Ask Away, Ask Away. It's basically this, you have not because you ask not. See, God created us to be interdependent. He made us that way, so we have to be dependent upon God and we, we, we must be dependent upon other people. There is no workaround, we need both. A good picture of interdependence is the way even a city functions. I'm going to challenge you today to engage that interdependence between other people and with God. Uh, and And I'm going to challenge you to do what I call a dual ask. I means two asks two part of it now the first uh, part of the ask is 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 very simple but in our culture today it's one of these things we're doing less and less because we want to be individuals we believe that if we don't have the answers or we don't have the, the we don't know what to do then all of a sudden we must be weak and something's wrong with us and so what we try to do is we try to prove our own self-sufficiency How do we do that in our culture today? Well, we turn to Google and YouTube, right? I mean, come on, we do. Uh, And and we we go there to find solutions. We go there because we don't want to bother people. We go there because we don't even really know who to trust, so we go there. Maybe it's just because we think it's just easier. And and I'll be candid with you, as much as I appreciate, and as much as I definitely utilize all that technology for quick answers myself, when it comes to the bigger stuff, that really doesn't pan out. It doesn't, because God's not designed it to. It's unfortunate because all we're doing when we're leaning into technology is we're actually isolating ourselves more and more all the time. And in reality what we're doing is we're missing out on some of the richest wisdom around us. So my first component of this dual ask I'm challenging you to do today is to simply ask people. Start asking people, ask away. The the collective wealth of knowledge and experience in this room is actually quite unfathomable. And that's part of why God put the church together. Did you know that? But when we cut ourselves off from other people, and we're searching for life's answers outside of the simple ask, it will ultimately cause us to use poor judgment. It will. I mean, Solomon said it himself. He said, "A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment." And then the second part of that, it says a fool has no delight in understanding, but just in expressing his own heart. You know, these two stanzas of this powerful proverb is about asking and listening. It's about engaging other people correctly. And I think it's a great idea to learn to ask and to learn and to listen more than we talk. Solomon, is he's basically saying the same thing. He's saying find people, listen to them, listen and absorb what people are saying around you. Ask for insight, ask for their wisdom, ask questions. And, and you know, you also need to find the right people as well because it's not, it's not like, for example, it's not smart to go to an unmarried person and ask them how you should best resolve your own marital conflict, you know? And I don't care how, whether they think they're good at it or not. Or if they've watched a bunch of YouTube videos themselves, they don't know because they haven't walked in those shoes. You got it? <laughs> so find the right people. Find people of understanding. Find people uh, who are wise around you. The truth is God has already placed wise people all around you. You just have to seek it out. In fact, Solomon also said, he said, a man of deep understanding will give good advice. Drawing it out. From the well within, it's a beautiful illustration. In fact, good questions—being able to ask good questions—those uh, are the tools that draw out the wisdom that's contained deep inside someone else. You know, it doesn't, not going to help you much to say, "Hey, go give me some wisdom." It's like, well, uh, I don't know what to say there. You know, but the truth is, you'll never be able to really become the teachable person that we all want to be until we learn how to ask good questions. Well. When I first started as a senior pastor, about 20 years ago, uh, I was a new pastor, and, and, uh, and in my church, various people would, would come to me, and they, would, they started saying, I, you know, I, I want you to mentor me. I want you, you're the pastor, I want you to mentor me. I was like, oh, this is exciting. I, I, was, I was excited, and so I would create these schedules and sit down with these people, and I'd schedule time with them, these people that, that were asking for my time. But, but inevitably, what I found is they would talk themselves About 90% of the time, every time we got together, and they never asked any questions. They just talk about their problems or they complain about life or something like that. And here's the truth: I'll just be candid with you. You're hearing from a pastor's perspective now. We got nowhere. (laughs) Uh, What they really needed was a therapist to listen to them. And therapists are great. I think you know it's wonderful. Everybody should have a therapist. You know, but what they didn't know is I'm a lousy therapist. See, there's a a difference between talking to a therapist and mining wisdom out of the other people who are around you. And Solomon said this, he says, words of wisdom are like a fresh flowing brook, like deep waters that spring forth from within, bubbling up inside the one with understanding. So how do you get these words of wisdom from other people? First of all, you need to keep your own opinions to a minimum, all right? The best question you can ask somebody, and here's a good question. You should write this down. If you were me, what would you do? If you were me, what would you do? See, what that does is that takes the person, uh, takes all of their wisdom and their life experience and it puts it into your shoes. See, when you ask this question, what they will do is they will tell you how they would deal with your situation from their perspective. And you can take the wisdom and if there are some stuff that's not worth taking, then you throw that out. Of course, again, it's best if they have a little bit of experience in what you're talking about. But my challenge today is for you to do this. Just simply... Ask people. If your mind is scattered and you're lacking focus, then find someone who's disciplined and ask away. If you're sick, find a medical professional and ask away. If you're if you're needing help with your business, find a successful small business owner and ask away. If you need help with your relationship, find one someone who has some, some miles behind them already in marriage and ask away. But but I told you today I'm really talking about a dual ask. That's the first part and that's, that's kind of the easier one. The second one is actually a, a challenge. It's a bigger challenge. It might sound simple, but, but we underutilize that as well. And here's the second ask, the big ask, is to begin to ask God. Now I might, you, you, I, I know you might say, well, that's oversimplified. No, it's not. I'll tell you something about myself. I have a daily dedicated uh, time that I talk to God. I do this, um, I want to just give you just a little insight into the secrets of what I do and what works for me, but, but I ask God to help me with specific decisions that I need to make, maybe at that time or, or that day or, or even just kind of in general, specific things. I will ask God specific ways that he can provide pro, uh, provision for me or, or to help me with health in certain ways. I'll ask God for favor and blessing in situations or even in my life, but I'll make it always specific. I mean, who wouldn't want that anyway, Right? But then the cool thing is, is the God of the universe, he's just there waiting for you to ask. It's like, okay, I'm glad you finally asked. And I also have what's called a prayer list. I learned about this when I was a kid, and and, and I learned how to start writing things down and people's names down. I I just want to tell you the truth. A lot of your names are on my prayer list, and I use it every day. Occasionally, what I'll even do is, I'll get a complete list of all the city life partners and pray for you individually and pray over situations that I know you may be going through and if I don't know what you're going through, I'm just praying for you. See, what I'm doing is here is I'm doing this, asking God, see, because I love you. But you can do this just as well. If you need a miracle, call on God. Ask away. In fact, the word ask is found 730. Excuse me, seven hundred eighty-three times in the Bible. Now, the way that measures out seven hundred eighty-three, that means like you can like if you were to take a year and divide the seven, put seven eighty-three in there, that means you get two asks a day. You know, you can ask God and ask someone else, and then on Sundays you get three. So, so guys, I love how God kind of puts things together like that for us. You know, James, this is the brother of Jesus himself. He says, if anyone longs to be wise, how many of you long to be wise? You, you really want to know I do, I want wisdom, all right? If anyone longs t- to be wise, ask God for wisdom, and he might give it. Isn't that a great scripture? No, good, good, thank you. So you guys are paying attention. Now, if, if I'm ever preaching something that's not in the Bible, catch me, call me on it, because it doesn't say that. It says, ask God for wisdom, and he will give it. He won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures, but he will overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. I love that scripture, and I believe that we should ask God for wisdom and make it specific. God, I need wisdom for this. God, I need wisdom for that. And we should come to God asking for wisdom every day. And that's a promise from God. He's going to give it to us. Ask away. Be specific. Be specific. Tell, I mean, we need to learn to tell God exactly what we're looking for. Now, I want you to look in your Bibles in Matthew chapter seven, verse seven, and I want you to also make sure this is highlighted in your Bibles because asking is central to the message of Jesus. In fact, asking is core to our faith itself. Matthew chapter seven, verse seven. This is Jesus' sermon on the mount, and. He just dives into this topic right here and jumps right into it, and here's what he has to say. He says, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. You see, there's intentionality behind what we're doing. Ask, seek, knock. If you're wanting something, you've got to take action yourself. Now, the next verse is, I love it because it says, for some people who ask, receive. No, it doesn't say that. It says, for everyone, and that's one good, circle that in your Bibles, for everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. The one who knocks, the door will be open. And then he gives a little illustration. It's like a, like a family illustration to kind of bring this to life. Because obviously a lot of these people were afraid, like, well, if I ask God for something, he's gonna give me something else, and I just don't know, and so I'm not gonna ask, or maybe he can't hear me. But here's what he says. He says, which of you, if your son asks for bread... We'll give him a stone. I mean, think about it. Like, those of you who are parents, your little three-year-old comes up to me, to you, and, Daddy, I want some cinnamon toast. You know, that's what Preston would have asked or something like that. I want some cinnamon toast, Daddy. It's like, well, I, you know what? I, I've got some rocks out in the garden now, so I'm gonna bring them in and sprinkle a little cinnamon on them, and give them to him, you know? Good, yeah, he'll enjoy that. I mean, who in their right mind would do that? And that's what Jesus is saying here. He says, which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for sardines, will you give him a snake? I, I know it says fish, but fish would have been sardines. Yeah, on the other hand, I don't know of any kid that would ask for sardines anyway. So that, that, I think that's, that's cultural right there, all right? But he'd look on. He says, if you then, though you are evil, pause for that right there for a second. What, what Jesus is saying is, you guys are all kind of jacked up a little bit, all right? But, but you guys in here, you are. Yeah, you are. And, and you, know, you know it, you know it, you know it, you know you are just a little bit, all right? And some of you are a lot. If you, then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, <laughs> oh, I like this. How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts? Here's, here's, the, here's the answer right here give good gifts. To those who ask Him. The Bible does not say God gives good gifts to everyone. It doesn't. And some of you might be saying, Where are these things that, that I need from God? Are you asking Him? Why was this so important for Jesus to teach this to the crowds? It's because we tend not to ask. That's really it. In fact, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I think that's one of the biggest temptations that hell can bring on the life of a believer is for us to not ask God what we need, whether it be wisdom or healing or provision. But I want you to be, I want you to be a wise person. I want you to ask away. And, and God's just waiting for you to ask. Resist the temptation to go it alone. Resist that temptation with all your heart. In fact, James Jesus' brother, he explains a core reason why a lot of people even argue and fight all the time. And it's tied to this. He says this in James chapter four, verse one. He says, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? So he's saying the problems that, that you're dealing with with relationships and all the friction and the problems, they actually It starts in you. He goes on to say, you desire, but do not have, so you kill. You covet, and you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. And then he sums it up very, very well. He says, you do not have, because you do not ask God. In fact, I said this at the beginning of the message today, uh, from a different version of the Bible, you have not, because you ask not. You do not have because you do not ask God. Now, I want you to look at this from just just a very simple intellectual point of view. Look at this, what are the results, or or should, should I say, the consequences of not asking God for what you desire? Well, here's how it works. We don't ask, and then the next step goes, agony begins to build inside us, tension, stress, frustration because we need to see something happen, but we never asked, and then it comes out. It comes out in the form of rage, arguing, and violence. This, my friends, is a three-step process. If you find yourself in step two or step three, so much can be resolved if you'll simply go back and begin to pour out your heart to God. Uh, some of you, you're, you're dealing with some seething anger. This just it's this underlying anger and sometimes you're just thinking, nobody better cut me off in traffic today or it just might be the end of the world. You know, have you ever felt like that? No, I have. Uh, why is that there? It's because we're not, something we need or we're not getting our way or whatever, but we're not even asking God about it. Because we have needs and desires, we're not asking God. I'm just telling you today, it's time for your anger to get settled and quiet and today can be the beginning of the breakthrough for that. Begin to ask. Even for me, one of the things that I do, I, I talk to God about you. Did you know that? I do. I pray for you, but I also talk to God about you. <laughs> um, because here's the deal, is I want you to grow. I want you to have breakthroughs. And, but I also know that it comes through asking. Uh, in fact, I ask God for huge things, just regarding you. It is my pastor nature, and that's okay. Matthew chapter nine, verse 38, we actually see the heart of Jesus on this because he tells his disciples a way that they can begin to pray. It says, he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. And I'll say that is a prayer that I pray. I pray it for you. I pray that you'll be raised up and sent out. This, this is actually a daily ask that I ask God regarding you regarding this church, regarding you personally. I, what, what am I asking? I'm asking God to send you. I'm asking God to send you into the culture, into your company, into the neighborhood, into your sphere of influence to simply make Jesus known and to shine the light of Christ. And when you are armed with, with the, 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 the teachings that I'm giving you, the scriptures that you're getting from God's word, you can and will make a huge difference. And Jesus said, pray for that. So I do, I pray for that. Leaders in this church, that's something we should always be praying for, for our church. Basically, the reason is, is because it's not just, so, you know, things that we get, get better. I mean, yeah, that's part of it. But I, I, want you to, I want you to know the power of partnering with God. Because when you partner with God, things happen. One of the things that, that we have set up is our Cultural Streets website. If you've not been there and taken the assessment, I want you to do that and follow through with it and see what your Cultural Street is and get started. In fact, one of the, one of the big things that you can even do on your Cultural street which will help you to be respected, is when you're in the culture, you begin to ask more than you tell. Inquire more than talk. Now, at the beginning of this message, I asked you to identify something that you need. What is a barrier? What is something that you need? What is something that's, just, that's, that's nagging on you right now? Think about it. So here's my two questions to you. Who are you going to ask and what are you going to ask? Clarify that in your minds right now. Stop being an island, okay? You are not self-sufficient. You're not. The resources to accomplish the great feat that's in your mind, (laughs) the resources are actually within your grasp. And it's people, it's relationships, and it's God. Ask. Ask. And your breakthrough can begin today. Now I want to explain something to you over the next few minutes here. We're going to do something a little different. Over the next 15 minutes, we're going to go into a time of communion and have a time of worship and prayer. I'm going to want us to settle into this and we're going to begin just to apply this in this atmosphere right now. But before I go any further, I would just love for you to just close your eyes and focus internally. Please, no movement in the room. If you're here today and you've never surrendered your life to Jesus, possibly you've drifted from your relationship with God and you want to know Jesus, then I'm going to ask you just to very simply lift your hand knowing this is that Jesus loves you more than you can imagine and he died for you so that you can have life a life to the full. And today, today, it's time for you to live. And if you want to be included in this prayer and for you to make a big ask for God, Cleanse your sin, which is the best ask you can do. I'm going to ask you to lift your hand at the count of three, so that I can see it and connect my faith with you. Will you do that? One, two, three. Lift your hand. That's me. I want to. Con- I want to do that. Thank you. Who else? Thank you. Who else? Thank you. Who else? You can put your hands down. Who else? I'm so. I'm so proud of you guys for doing this. Here's what I'm going to ask us to do. If you lifted your hand, I want you along with everyone in this room, just to pray these words with me. Will you please do so? Let's pray together right now out loud. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying for my sin. I believe you're the son of God. Please forgive my sin. It's time for me to live. So I embrace the future that you have for me as I give up my past. Thank you for my breakthrough begins today. In Jesus' name, amen. Have you discovered your street of influence? Whether it be family, government, business, arts and entertainment, faith, health and vitality, or education, head over to culturalstreets.com and discover your street today.